Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and we are talking with our chairman of the Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce. How are you, Steve? Doing great. We just have a great show today, and one of the things that I'm most excited about and want to hear myself is our minority leader in the House of Representatives there in Santa Fe, Representative Jim Townsend from Artesia. So, Jim, always in the 30-day session, you expect to have a budget battle, and I'm hearing that there are going to be some tensions over pensions. That whole program is basically bankrupt, and I know that the taxpayer eventually is going to bail it out. But we'll talk about all of that. So how are you feeling as you're going into the session? We ended up with some wins last time that the governor didn't think we could get. So talk to us a little bit about that, and then uh, we'll just walk down through some of the issues. You bet. Thanks, Steve. It was exciting last year in that we had one battle after another. I was proud of the way the caucus stayed together and uh, held the line on Republican values and issues. And, and as you mentioned, we had some wins and we have some more battles before us. But, you know, this year we just had a uh, Craig report, a consensus revenue estimate that came out this morning out of LFC. And it looks like we have about $800 million of, of what we refer to as new money. And that's a uh, Money above and beyond last year's budget has come in predominantly from Eddie and Lee County. So how that's spent and where it's spent will be the battle before us. Talk about $800 million in new revenue. Last year there was about a billion dollars in new revenue. So we spent the billion last year. What did we get out of that? As a taxpayer sitting out here, I can't see where my life is any better for the extra billion dollars. Did it go to pay teachers or what did it go for? Well, that's a really great point, Steve. We spent about $600 million on education. Predominantly, that went for salaries uh, to teachers. And I'll be the first to say that we may have been behind the curve on teacher salaries, but that's not the case today. Our teachers are well-paid and well-funded. What we really didn't do is dress the issues of the classroom. And so I don't believe what we did last year will directly affect the outcomes. And I look forward to our PED coming forward uh, with their initiatives this year and working through those to give children in New Mexico the opportunities that they need. Well, when you talk about the opportunities that children need, again, more than half of the kids are not going to go to college. And then of those that do, a great number are going to drop out. So I think the number is like 25 or 30 percent are actually going to graduate from college. Is uh, Are any of the initiatives focused uh, on job training or on the apprenticeship programs? Well, last year, Representative Tim Lewis and I passed a bill that allowed a second path for graduating seniors in New Mexico so that a portion of their credits could be used toward vocational schools. But to answer your question specifically, New Mexico is not doing enough yet to afford vocational education abilities to students that go out and uh, work across New Mexico. That is something that's uh, near and dear to my heart and something that we're working hard on. But we're not there yet. 
Yeah, being from Artesia, you know that someone with a GED can go out and get a job as a welder, probably making anywhere from $35 to $50 an hour. Welders, helpers are well paid. Truck drivers, 100000 a year. And so this idea that the only pathway to success in life is a college education is simply playing into that whole education community that always insists on more taxpayer dollars. About how much of our general fund goes to education, if you include K through 12, pre-K and higher ed, about how much of our budget goes to education already? Almost half, Steve. It's a tremendous amount of money that we spend on education in New Mexico. And I will tell you that uh, we're ahead of the national average on our higher ed today, about $1,500 a year that our state pays more than the national average. We probably still have a little bit to do on the bottom side of that, but we spend a tremendous amount of money on education. And I will tell you that the problem of spending on education has not been adjusted for our decline in population. So as our population exits the state, and we do have an exit movement out of the state, especially of millennials, our education goes up on a per capita basis uh, very quickly. So. We spend a lot of money on education in New Mexico. Yeah, and we spend this money. I've heard that the study, it was about 10 years ago, that New Mexico spends about $100,000 getting people all the way through high school, through grade 12, and then on through four years of college, we spend about $100,000. And then we send those people to other states to go to work because there's not enough jobs here for the people that we graduate from high school and college. And so what is our governor doing to improve the job capabilities in the state? Well, she certainly has not done enough. And I will tell you that we, as you mentioned, and as several studies that you and I both have seen, millennials are exiting New Mexico right now because of the lack of opportunity. I bet you that many of the families that are listening today can look across the living room or across the kitchen table, and they'll say, that's right, our son or our daughter did not stay in New Mexico And to be real honest, the reason they didn't is because we have not provided them the opportunities that they need so that they can provide for their families in a meaningful way. Yeah, and I was just in Tatum last week, stopped there for lunch and to talk to the people in the cafe. Uh, Of course, they're just a few miles inside the Texas border. They pointed to a plant that was designed for New Mexico. It was supposed to be here, but the regulations just choked them over into Texas, took several hundred thousand dollars worth of investment with them and hundreds of jobs that went with them. Likewise, they're pointing out that uh, there are five drilling rigs running across in Texas. They could easily be in New Mexico, except that the regulations here caused the cost of drilling to be up 20%. So let's say a well costs $10 million. It's going to cost $10 million in Texas. It'll cost $12 million here in New Mexico because of the cost of regulations. And so that's how that, uh, that our governor and the land commissioner go about killing our economy is one job at a time. They force it into another state. Well, that's exactly right. And, and there are a couple of counties that I have heard estimates, Santa Fe County in particular, if you wanted to get an approved APD today, they estimate the cost of that to be about $7 million just to get the permit approved so you could spend the $10 million on the exploratory well. So their issue with oil and gas has driven their own people away from their own cities and states. So they went other places 
that provided an opportunity. And quite frankly, if I lived in Santa Fe County and owned the mineral rights and my legislators had gone out of their way to prevent me from exploiting that value, I'd be madder than a wet hen. We'll get back to Steve Pierce's interview with the House Minority Leader from Artesia, New Mexico, Jim Townsend, in just a moment on Inside New Mexico. Attention, New Mexico veterans. If you were honorably discharged from the U.S. Armed Forces, you've earned state and federal benefits, and the New Mexico Department of Veteran Services is standing by to assist you. State benefits include a veteran's property tax exemption, education and training, and transportation services. We can also assist with claims for federal VA benefits. The state of New Mexico and this radio station thank you for your service. More information at nmveterans.org or 1-866-433-8387. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. We continue now with our interview with Steve Pierce and House Minority Leader in Santa Fe, Jim Townsend. One of the poorest counties in Texas lies on the Mexico border. And a a good friend of mine, a Democrat that represented it, told me, oh, about five years ago when this current boom started, that over $3 billion of wealth had been created among people who own the land, just like you're talking about. So somebody would get a half a million here, somebody else might get a million, two million. But the royalties on that land that went to individual landowners, usually Hispanic landowners who had held the land for generations, $3 billion was the amount of increase in wealth just among that population in his area that he represented there on the southern border of Texas and the U.S. That's what's available as the counties pass these anti-drilling resolutions. It's causing great discomfort and great pain to people who actually would own the private property rights, the royalties, or the ability to have some business on their land. And so that's how you choke off prosperity to a state and to the nation. And thank God for Trump. He's bringing the prosperity that we're seeing. So we've been listening and talking with Jim Townsend, the representative from Artesia, who is the minority leader in the House of Representatives in Santa Fe. Jim, thanks again for being with us on today's program. Thank you, Steve. Look forward to seeing you soon. Good to hear from Jim Townsend. And we have another guest on the show today. You're listening to Inside New Mexico with Steve Pearson. Steve, I talked to the mayor of Grants, New Mexico, a Democrat, who is seeing very good fortune from Trump policies. Uh, Yes, I'm excited that we've got this interview here today because many times people say that Democrats and Republicans can't work together. That's absolutely not true. Mayor Hicks, again, a strong elected Democrat, and I have gotten along for a decade I was in office for 14 years, and most of those years he supported me because I supported him. I supported his policies of creating jobs in uh, grants in New Mexico, Saboga County. It's not that Republicans and Democrats can't work together. It is that the progressives and Republicans can't work together because the progressives don't want to work together. They don't even want to work with conservative Democrats, so they have targeted many of the conservative Democrats in the state Senate this year. So we'll see how that works out. But I think Mayor Hicks, if you listen carefully, he makes a tremendous point that these are not Democrats, these are progressives. And he said, you can't be a progressive and a Democrat. Progressives have driven the Democratic Party way, way to the left, all the way out to and including socialism and beyond that. And so Mayor Hicks says, socialists, they're not 
Democrats. Let them be progressives. Quit calling them Democrats. If they're progressive, Democrats shouldn't vote for them. Vote for the Republican. So I'm excited to hear Mayor Hicks today, and uh, I think you'll enjoy this interview. I am talking with Martin Modi Hicks. He is the mayor of Grants, New Mexico, a small town on the western side of the state. How you doing, Modi? Good, Derek. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you joining me here on Inside New Mexico. Tell me what's going on in Grants. Well, we're moving forward so fast that our engineers can't even keep up with us, Derek. So tell me how things have changed in Grants since President Trump took office. I understand gross receipts taxes are up. Everything's up, Derek. Everything's up. The only thing that might happen that's going to go down is the Forest Service not doing their job, so we might lose 50 jobs out at Mount Taylor Millworks, the sawmill. Other than that, everything is going absolutely fantastic. But the Forest Service is part of that deep state, and once Mr. Pierce went out of office, they just forgot about us because they didn't have to deal with him no more, and they feel they've got an advocate with Socio Torres. She's going to start a conversation with the Forest Service that we've been having for 30 years. It's time to hold those people accountable, period. They didn't do their jobs. I'd be fired. Mount Taylor Millworks, you're saying because they're not allowed to cut wood anymore. And, of course, they make wood pellets for those that don't know. And they're not allowed right now to cut wood in the forest. Because of the spotted owl ruling from a judge. And this is the one time in my life that I agree with all them environmentalists. The Forest Service did not do their job. That's why we're shut down. Period. No other reason, Derek. And we've been complaining about this for over 30 years. And the only person that helped us with this was Steve Pierce. Now we got a Democrat in there. She's not a Democrat. She's a progressive. And I've told her that. Okay? She's not a Democrat. There was two Democrats in the House, and they both voted against the impeachment. Those are the only two Democrats that exist in Washington, D.C. All the rest of them people are progressives. They're socialists or they're progressives. They are not Democrats because Democrats understand the rule of law. They understand due process. They understand that you don't do things behind their back and closed doors. You let the people see what you're doing. How do we fix this? How do we fix this? We get his social torus out of office. We make sure Ben Ray Lujan doesn't win. I mean, the only reason he's running, his whole platform is abortion. I mean, what about the border? What about our economy that you're trying to kill with the Green New Deal? I mean, these people, Derek, where did they come from? They are not Democrats. I don't care what anybody says. How can you go with something that is totally going to kill our state? And how can you kill babies? So for folks that are just meeting the mayor of Grants for the first time, they need to know you are not a Republican. Run, I'm a Democrat. Yeah. But the, as mayor, you, you run uh, a nonpartisan race. Yes. But you, are, as a voter, you're a Democrat. I am a Democrat, right. and I am... But not a progressive Democrat. No. That's not so, there's no such thing as a progressive Democrat. You're a progressive or you're a Democrat. There's, there's no such thing as a progressive Democrat. That's like a Democrat socialist. I'm a socialist Democrat. There's no such thing. You're a socialist. Bernie Sanders is a socialist. Liz Warren is a socialist. They could say whatever they want. All you got to do is look at their policies, and they will destroy this country if they're elected. Just like what we got going on now in our state. We're going to kill oil and gas. How are we going to pay for schools? How are we going to pay for anything, Derek? Our whole economy is based on oil and gas in this state of ours. And the state gets so much money from it, it's amazing. I mean, in the last three years since Don Trump got elected, we've gotten so much money from the state because of all the oil and gas production, and they want to kill it, Derek. So you've got a bunch of projects and grants as the mayor that you and the city council want to do, shovel-ready, that could be used. They're one-time events, one-time projects oh, yes. that that money could be used for. Oh, and we're getting it. we got another 
4.5 million now this year in the off part of the legislature that all it needs to be off is signed off once they go to the legislature on the 30-day session. We're the only municipality over here in this northwest corner that has had any shovel-ready projects. I mean, it's amazing. I usually had to go and beg for money. Beg, here's my project. They're ready. Um, I've paid the engineers. Everything's ready to go. Please, please, please give me money. And now they're saying, here, Mayor, here's some more money. Here's some more money. Here's some more money. And I'm like, you bet you give it to me, baby, because we're paving roads. We're fixing bridges. We're fixing our flood control problems. It's absolutely fantastic what we got going on here. And the last thing we needed to do is stop. And that's what the Democrats have in store for us. They want to stop this rolling economy that we have that is absolutely kicking butt. I mean, no other way to put it. So for lack of what you refer to as real Democrats, are you going to have to vote Republican in this next election? You have to vote Republican. There are no Democrats on the ticket. In the, in the federal level, every one of our federal representatives is a progressive. Tom Udall, what a joke. And he's been there forever. Martin Heinrich, a bigger joke. I'm a Green New Deal. What happens to our state when this all takes effect? Once they kill the oil and gas industry, there won't be no, no more teachers because there'll be no way to pay them. Okay? And like I said, there are no Democrats running for federal office. They're all progressives, socialists. That's it. Period. So this is just an example of what's going on in Grants, New Mexico. There are a lot of little towns all over the state experiencing the same thing. And I want to thank Mayor Modi Hicks of Grants for talking with us on Inside New Mexico. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be talking about impeachment, the economy, and SNAP with former congressman, now chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil employers to learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. And in this segment, we're talking about impeachment. Seems to be all we hear about these days. They keep changing the rules on us. First, they said there were four impeachable offenses. Now we're down to two. Steve, your thoughts. It's really curious. You remember they started with the Mueller report, and that was going to be the basis to impeach Trump. When Mueller fell so flat on his face and his report fell flat on its face, they just pivoted to the Ukraine. And now then Nancy Pelosi says, it's not about Ukraine. It's about the Constitution. This is the lady who wants to ignore the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. She wants to ignore the right to life, that is, that uh, we're protecting life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So the speaker who's all about the Constitution suddenly is uh, maybe not as good on the Constitution as what she's claiming. There's just no concrete evidence of wrongdoing. There's no abuse of power, no bribery or extortion. And in fact, one of the panelists last week, and he was the Republican panelist, but he has testified a lot of times for Democrats. He said in the hearing or has said publicly that he did not vote for Trump. And so it's not like he's an insider Republican there to defend us. He said the real abuse of power was being conducted by the House of Representatives and the Democrats in Congress. So this witch hunt is created as merely a diversion to the Trump successes. The latest example, for instance, the U.S. employers created over 266,000 jobs in November. Unemployment again dropped 1%. 
one more time, they just say it can't get any lower because we've structurally reached the limit at which we have people who are qualified to work, but it dropped another tenth of a point down to 3.5%. That's the lowest in a half a century. And so I think that this distortion that the the Democrats are trying to come up with is trying to block the perception of Trump's successes. Now, I think that Rush Limbaugh probably hit the issue straightest and cleanest when he described if President Trump were to have a legacy right now, it would be, and then he gives the audience time to think, and then he comes in and says, peace and prosperity. He basically has defanged and defused ISIS and a lot of the terrorists. Meanwhile, he's got this tremendous economic success going. Pay is going up for our average workers. Lowest paid wage earners are getting tremendous increases in their pay. But remember also that tax cut is giving those low paid workers two to $300 a month and more income to spend on their families rather than paying it in taxes. And so the president's overall plan when he took office was to rebuild this country's economy to make the country great again. Make America great again was his motto. And it looks for all practical purposes that he has done that. He's the only president in a short tenure who has not started a war in order to say that he was creating peace and prosperity. He's actually trying to draw down our forces across the globe. This has gotten him into hot water with some of the Republicans. But I will tell you, across the nation, Democrats, Republicans, and independents alike are warming up to the fact that Trump's legacy of peace and prosperity is indeed one that is worthy of re-election. I think the uh, interesting point here, too, is if you're a party that wins by giving people stuff, and now all of a sudden people are getting jobs, making good money, they don't need to be beholden to you for giving them stuff anymore, then you don't need to vote for that party. And I think that's why we're seeing some of these progressives squealing so hard and trying to impeach the president. They're going to lose power when people find out how wonderful free market capitalism really is. One of the greatest feelings in human nature is the fact that I can make it on my own. That is a tremendously powerful emotion. And when people get a job and can make it on their own, they suddenly don't have the threat that you can withhold it. If you can give it, you can take it back. And so when you make it, it's yours. You can spend it the way you want to. So President Trump, I think, is doing a magnificent thing. This is something I campaigned for governor on, that if you're able-bodied and receiving food stamps, that you need to go to work or maybe you need to go to school. Uh, receive job training, volunteer. You got to do something in order to receive your benefits. And so President Trump is very close to finalizing a proposal that's going to reform this Supplemental Nutrition Assistant Program, the SNAP, by encouraging more people to get in the job market. We're really struggling for workers across the nation right now. And so it makes sense that the people who've lost their confidence, who maybe just don't believe they can be hired and be paid a salary, when we help them get jobs, that's when I think the left is frightened because you take away such a piece of their voting block because people will have the pride in their own ability to make their own way. The power of earned success, again, that you're able to earn your own way is one that 
that is very well known in human nature. And so that's what the president is after, just restoring this dignity of work to a sizable segment of our population and being respectful of the taxpayers who fund these programs. So it wins on two different levels. Again, this is the reason the Democrats are so set to impeach him. They see one day after another, he's not paying attention to the impeachment. He's still governing. He's doing significant things, things that will change the culture of the entire nation. So again, I'm excited about what he's doing. Now, changing gears, Representative Nunes, you recall two or three weeks ago that CNN just said that he had made a trip to the Ukraine and he was there trying to make him guilty. Nunes said at that point that he was not going to make much comment, that he instead was going to bring lawsuit and he could not make much of a comment that people would see the lawsuit. He's now sued CNN for $435 million over, quote, a demonstrably false report. So Nunez rightly points out that in the lawsuit that CNN is the mother of fake news. It's the least trusted name in the news business, and they're eroding the fabric of America, proselytizing, sowing distrust, and disharmony, and they must be held accountable. So I think this is the way that we begin to get a accountability in our media by holding them to account for the things they say and do that are not true. Tell us now about this study that would ban fracking in New Mexico. It's going to cost New Mexicans 27,000 jobs and $7 billion out of our economy. It's going to devastate us. The $7 billion would translate to about, I think, maybe $2 billion in taxes, maybe one, one to two. You don't take a billion dollars out of our taxes in New Mexico and have government work the same. It's going to penalize our teachers, going to penalize our law enforcement. Every aspect of our state government would suffer dramatically if they move ahead with this fracking ban, which the governor and the land commissioner just appear to be intent on doing. So, Derek, as we close out this show today, again, it's on a sorrowful note that there was another homicide over the weekend in Albuquerque. Brings the total to 73, so it sets a new record. Remember that 72 in 2017 was something to be ashamed of. Mayor Keller came in with promising law and order and promising that he's going to really turn back this crime wave. Instead, it has gotten worse under Mayor Keller. Uh, He needs to be held accountable, but so do the Democrat judges who are turning loose criminals faster than the police can arrest them. So it's just a sad note that we close on today. But overall, great program. Thank you, Derek, always for conducting these and producing the show. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. And for folks that are listening to us right now and want to get involved with the Republican Party, how will they do that? You can take a look at our webpage, gopnm.org. It's been reworked recently. You can check with us on our Twitter account, at New Mexico GOP. That's the same thing for Facebook and Instagram. So join up with us. If you want to just call someone, uh, call 505-398-3662. That's 505-298-3662. We're taking volunteers daily who are coming in to help us elect Trump. Join the fight. Let's turn to Mexico red. I've been talking with the chairman of our Republican Party and former congressman for our second congressional district in New Mexico, Steve Pierce. This is Inside New Mexico, and we'll look forward to seeing you here again next week.